the school year is starting and there's one important topic that nobody talks about but affects students the most. Or welcome back to my podcast perspective. Thank you for joining me on this episode for the first time. Or thank you for joining me again. But speaking of joining, I have Ariana here. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Ariana, also known as Arvi. I'm from Living Black Podcast. And Living Black Podcast is a podcast where we talk about all African-American things, such as our culture, um, shows, and all types of things. And we also talk about racism and things that go on in the school system. So you should give us a listen. We're on most platforms. That was really good. Okay. Um, We'll be answering common questions about gun safety and gun control from student perspectives because it affects us the most. Um, But just a little disclaimer, trigger warning. I I don't know how else to work. So uh, let's get started. So the first topic is gun safety in schools. To start, we'll answer questions about gun safety in schools because it is something very prevalent now and directly affects us students. So the first question is, how safe do you feel in school? Um, Me personally, I do not feel that safe in school because, you know, it's not secure. And if you're somewhere where it's not secure, then will you actually be feel safe to be in that predicament? And also there's a possibility that somebody can come inside your school and shoot or even put up a bomb threat or anything like that. It's unpredictable. It's so true. Honestly, me too. Like, I feel the exact same way. It's not something that's like prevalent to the point where it's like it's on my mind constantly, but it's, there's always that lurking thought because it's not secure at all. But um, the next question is, how many school shooting threats have you personally faced? Um, personally, I face, um, a lot. Well, actually, no, I've only faced like about one or two threats within the time of me being in school. Um, one was in the time of middle school and the second one, I believe was in high school recently and they didn't really do too much about it. They sent something out to parents and you were like, okay, so we're going to kind of like avoid this, but also keep security there just in case anything happens. Nothing actually happened. But in middle school, when we had the threat, because it was more serious back then, um, what happened is that they closed down school. So we were out of school that day just to keep everybody safe. That's actually a really good move, closing down the school. Me personally, I've had, okay, so this recently, this just past year, I had, there were like two or three school shooting threats plus like a bomb threat and like a separate social media threat or something. But it was like, they didn't take it seriously. Well, I understand why, because it's so normalized, but it's like, it's still a threat no matter what. Because I remember in sixth grade, um, there was one school shooting threat that was, it was, it was like legit. They had detectives like on the, at the park next to the school and they were actually like, there were like guns <laughs> under the playground, which was so funny. But yeah, it in the Clark County School District, the district I'm in, it's just like go to school if you want to, don't go to school if you don't want to, whatever, you're still going to be marked absent. So yeah, is it like super normalized uh, in your district? Um, 
I mean, it's not really normalized, but, you know, we've only had it twice or maybe three times to my knowledge. And really all we do is we just keep security up because security at our school is top one and Mm -hmm. top number one, sorry. And at our school also, there's about 3,000 something kids or 4,000 something kids that attend school because we share it with the elementary and middle school. So it's also very scary. Mm -hmm. Okay. That was a fun little topic. Okay. So the next question, it's a little, it's a little, little different, but should teachers carry firearms in school? What do you think? I immediately say no to that question because teachers are adults and there's a lot of people in this world that can use um, firearms to the wrong extent and somebody can get killed easily and all of that and that's not something you want and I would not want to send my child to school if I have children in the future and be worried about them being shot by a teacher because of them misbehaving and it could also turn into a race thing too you never know right I told I totally see this like if this ever occurs I totally see this going the race route especially with some teachers um yeah i don't i I don't think teachers should carry firearms too have you seen the people saying teachers should carry firearms in this argument like they haven't been in the school system for like 20 30 years it's just so funny to me anyway um great topics but there are some school shooting stats recently uploaded that i'll read really quick so U.S. News says more school shootings with casualties occurred during the 2020 to 2021 school year than in any other year since data collection began, according to a new federal report on school crime and safety. The report, published June 21, 2022, by the National Center for Education Statistics, a research arm of the Education Department, showed that a total of 93 school shootings with casualties at public and private elementary and secondary schools during the last year, increasing from 11 a decade ago. 43 of those shootings have resulted in deaths. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I offer my condolences to those directly and indirectly affected, and I'm sure it's the same with Ariana. Um, Yeah, so that's it for the topic, gun safety in schools. Let's move on to gun control. Before we continue with the episode, I wanted to talk to you guys really quick about Liquid Lagoon. Um... This is kind of exciting because I talk about Liquid Lagoon regardless of an advertisement. But anyway, Liquid Lagoon is a Connecticut-based clothing brand by Mr. Jacob Robillard. Um, They do earth tone clothing. Um, It's very nice. I've been following their brand for a little bit. And yeah, it's Matthew approved is all I got to say. It's their first year anniversary right now. And they've released three different work pants to complete your early fall wardrobe, which is perfect because fall is about to start. Um, They come in green. They come in black. And they come in brown with a double knee look finished with custom Liquid Lagoon X logo buttons. Um, there's front pockets. There's back pockets. There's angle pockets. And it's overall very spacious with an over-the-shoe fit. But the absolute best part, it's $45. Sorry. Um, moment of silence for that price because it's amazing. Someone had to say it, right? But not only that. It comes with a free belt. Do y'all not understand? It comes with a free belt. F-R-E. You know how we feel about free stuff, right? We love we love free stuff. Jacob is looking out first. For real, honestly. Because I had the same belt. Like, I bought the same belt three times. 
because the last one broke and it was from Levi. So like you knew that you'd think they have their like pants belt game together. No, no, they don't. Um, yeah. Me personally, I love Liquid Lagoon. Jacob is so nice. Their products are so well done. And, uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> go treat yourself. Um, just a disclaimer, though, before I go any further. Um, this is not a paid advertisement. Like, I literally, I literally just love them, simply. I reached out to them. I was like, let me advertise you, please. I'm begging. I'm on the floor, on my knees, begging you to have Anyway, um... Yeah, go follow them. You can find them at Liquid Lagoon on Instagram and TikTok. That's L-I-Q-U-I-D-L-A-G-O-O-N. I think I spelled that right. No. Okay. That was really monumental for me. Um, you can also get yourself a little something at liquidlagoon.com. But uh, yeah, that's it. I'm definitely going to do more ads like this in the future because I just I just love supporting I just, I just love it. Okay. Anyway, that's it. Bye. I'm, you, it's not bye to you, but it's a bye to me because I'm leaving, but you're about to hear from me right after this interlude, but I'm recording this separately. So it's bye for me, not bye for, anyway, bye. That's it. The first question is, why are there so many guns in the U.S.? Why, why do you think so many guns are here? Why it's become so normalized? You know, share your thoughts. Well, first off, you got to think that most of America is Republican, and there's a lot of people who are Caucasian who believe that, you know, gun rights are kind of like human rights in some type of way. Mm -hmm. Crazy to think that. But um, yeah, and they hold a lot of guns and stuff, but also guns equals power because, you know, I don't know like how true this is because I haven't studied the constitution or anything like that but I believe that uh, you can use guns as a way for self-defense and maybe seven times out of ten get away with it in um, the justice system especially if you're Caucasian because you know the system really like enjoys them and Mm -hmm. you know they see them as no harm Speaking of the system, I was wondering, um, should you think, or do you think the Second Amendment should be upheld as it is, or should it be reformed in some way? I think that the Second Amendment should be edited in some way because, you know, people of certain ages don't deserve to have guns, and certain parents also should not have guns because, you know, um, kids can get a hold of those guns and I've heard in the past two years that there are a lot of kids that died from that type of predicament because you know their parents had guns in the house and they weren't protected or locked up somewhere or the kid found out about where it was and decided to use it against their own will and it's really sad because you know they're uneducated at certain ages about what guns will do and that's the craziest part speaking of um, I was wondering, is a shooter to blame or is the gun to blame? Because me personally, I think the gun is to blame, or the, sh- no, wait, the gun is to blame to some extent because it's kind of like the middleman getting the kill, but it's also like the shooter initiates it. The gun, the shooter initiates it, but the gun enables it, in my opinion, if you want to share. Yeah, and like, for me personally, 
I feel like the shooter is to blame because, you know, they're shooting, you know? And if you know the power of a gun, then you shouldn't really have it in your hand if you know that you're not trying to be intentional with that power. And the thing is that, you know, some people, they don't understand or have the right mind when they have guns. And that's the craziest part about it. Not everybody should be allowed to have guns within their um, usage because of that situation. Yeah, because I feel like this com- or this conversation comes comes about a lot because of how police officers should be held accountable when it comes to like accidental police shootings. I remember there was this one story, I think a couple years ago, where a police officer, she meant to get out a taser, but she got out of her gun and accidentally shot him or shot the suspect, but she got away free. So yeah, how do you think police officers should be held accountable and to what standard should they be? Um, for police officers, um, it depends on the situation and what type of dangers were set a hold with what's going on. But in my opinion, personally, I think if the situation didn't require a gun or was mistaken, still the police officer should be held accountable because you have a gun, you have access to a gun, you know what you're doing. So it's not like you're a little child that doesn't understand the power of a gun. You have to be for real. Moreover to the police side of the conversation, I feel like there's a huge debate whether police should be above the law or if they aren't above the law because I'm a little, I'm like, I'm torn because they need to break the law in order to uphold the law, but isn't that a little wrong? What do you think? I mean, like, they should not be above the law because just because they have power, that doesn't mean anything. Power doesn't mean everything. And plus, police officers, the way I'm thinking about it is they cannot change the world or they cannot change the law. You know, maybe by what they do, maybe they can change the law, but that's something different. But then personally, their power isn't enough for them to stand up and be like, I want to change this law. They can't do that. They don't have like presidential powers or nothing like that. So in my opinion, they should be held below the law or at the normal rate that every other U.S. citizen is held at. Okay, so that was a fun little topic. Um, a little um, moreover, <laughs> moving on to a topic that's a little different. Let's talk about age restrictions. Um, the first topic is what age is it okay to buy guns and should the same law be applied to all states? I feel like the age of 21 is the perfect age or somewhere in their 20s because you know, when you're turning 20 and 21, you're getting towards that age where you understand what's going on. You're old enough to comprehend all of this and that, you know? And that's also the age people start drinking. So responsibly, I think that that's the right age to do it. Or to not to even help with that, I believe that the drinking age should go up as well as the gun age because that is something that's also insane because you know, people are still drinking and driving and there's still young mm-hmm. people out there who are drinking and driving and don't understand the full consequences about that. And one thing I want to note about when people earn their license is that they should really like have a course when they do driving school or anything like that or when they go to the DMV, 
have a course on understanding when to drive and when to give your friends the keys to drive because that is a serious situation as well. Right. I never, it was so confusing to me why they didn't raise the drinking age because they want to enforce like, oh, safe driving, don't drink and drive, you know, don't um, underage drink, don't underage drink and drive, but they're not like, the people who have the, the people who are saying that aren't really doing anything about it. So the real question is, why do you think the drinking age hasn't been raised? Because um, it's obviously some sort of enabler, especially when it comes to the, the legal age to buy guns. I think the drinking age has been raised because, you know, same thing with the gun laws. They don't see it as a big issue and it's not impacting millions and millions of people, even though it kind of really is. But every year, there's about maybe one to 10 cases that are popular on people who are drinking and driving. And it's actually crazy because, you know, if it's getting that serious at that point, something should clearly be changed about America. And America, in my opinion, is a very awkward country. And that's just one part of it that needs to be fixed. Overall, I feel like America, it's like, a oh, we want change, but we don't want to change our old ways because of like, I feel like the biggest enabler is money. The money, the amount of money that comes from like the gun industry and the drinking industry is crazy. Like we have 300 and like 310 million guns in the U.S. alone and we have the most guns in a country ever. So that's like seven guns per legal American, I think which is crazy so overall i feel like the one thing that could change so easily is just the drinking age and the legal age to buy guns up to 25 but here's why 25 is like psychologically when your mind develops and like matures and it's like okay i'm done growing i'm done you know learning or i'm done learning new things i'm like i'm like old enough right so 25 it it, your brain hits that age at 25 so I feel like the guns and drinking age should be raised because even if you're still like 21 or 18, you're still a teenager in your brain, you know? You're still learning. You're still processing new information, stuff like that. So, yeah. And plus, if you drink and your mind hasn't fully developed, it's going to hinder the development. And it, it, it shouldn't – it's extremely obvious to me. But, um, yeah, that was my little tangent about – the drinking age and the gun age, but um, yeah. Uh, well, one last question. Um, how prevalent gun control has been in your life? Like how, like how much has it affected you? Well, I can't speak on it personally because thank God I've never experienced anything like that. Right. But to me personally, what I think should be fixed about the gun control is that the low-income neighborhoods, which I live in a low-income neighborhood, it's Mm -hmm. actually kind of crazy that, you know, guns are so prevalent in these type of neighborhoods because, you know, these type of neighborhoods are considered the hood. Black communities where, you know, we're not as affluent and rich as other people may be. And one thing that I noticed about gun control within our neighborhood is that it's not the best. And up on a corner store, a couple blocks up, 
if you don't know what a corner store is, then it's a bodega slash convenience store, things of that sort that are all small. And, you know, at the convenience store, there's people that are getting killed, like, on the regular basis, not every day, but about maybe once or twice a month, they're being killed. And that's the craziest thing that I find about gun control in our neighborhood. Yeah, okay. So that's it for the bulk of this episode. Um, Stream the other episodes of Perspective. Um, Thank you, Ari, for joining me. Check out the Living Black podcast hosted by Ari and Lila. You want to say a little something? Sure. Yeah, you can check out one of our most recent episodes where we talked about racism. Well, not racism, sorry. We talked about the school system and how it's really been impacting our lives. And also we talked about in that same episode, we talked about the school districts needing to have better lockdown um, procedures. So you can go check that episode out too after you finish this one. I actually was just listening to that earlier this week. It was really good. I liked it. Yeah, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Um, moreover, go treat yourself and buy Liquid Lagoon's one-year anniversary work pants. They're available now at liquidlagoon.com. And all the links to Living Black Podcast and Liquid Lagoon will be in my linker. Um, yeah. That's it for this episode. Um, but yeah. How, how'd you feel about recording that episode? Was it like was it easy? Was it? It was easy. I'm actually outside right now on my porch. Oh, you are? It. I was watching the cars go by. Wow. I didn't even tell. The audio is really good. Yeah. I was speaking to my male lady. Um, oh. You might have heard her earlier. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's a little fun collab. Um, we connected through Discord through a Spotify server or something because the server is there okay there's three groups in the server that i tell everyone i tell everyone that there's three groups in that server there's 40 year old men with casual podcasts there's 20 year old millennials who talk about health and wellness and then there's cool people like us that's it yes (laughs) okay well that's it i'll press finish recording in a second but um yeah, that's it. Uh, go check out my linker. Check out other episodes. Check out Living Black. Check out Liquid Lagoon. And uh, yeah, see you next week. Oh, wait, I have one question. Has school started for you yet? I actually start school in about, I think that's two or three weeks. We start the 23rd. Oh, really? We start, I, I start Monday. <laughs> oh, my God.